Welcome everyone to Courageous Conversations and today I am very excited to be speaking to Stephanie Dobrow who is the Associate Director at Cape Horn Young over in Perth and she is also a sales executive and she also happens to run the Real Women in Real Estate Networking Group for us in Perth. Welcome Steph. Thanks Leanne, lovely to be here. Awesome. I would love to start just by um, telling us a little bit about your journey into real estate. How long have you been in it and how did you find your way into the industry? Um, yeah, that's a really good question to start with. Um, my background is in research. So I spent um, the better part of 10 years at the WA Parliament doing research and advisory roles um, for the Parliament and then ended up as strategic advisor to the Vice-Chancellor at Murdoch University for a couple of years. But I was always passionate about real estate. And um, when I first looked at buying a house um, some years earlier, about 15 years earlier, I thought, oh, I wish I could become a real estate agent. But of course, we had just bought the house and had a big mortgage and I didn't think that now was an appropriate time to start in the industry. Um, and then um, ended up investing in property and um, stepping out of those research and advisory roles to focus on my children and found myself still um, very much engaged in real estate. Ended up doing some consulting work for Cape Horn Young on the business side, um, as well as some social photography and running some events for them. And in the process, ended up sitting in quite a few of their sales meetings and realized that having done a lot of sort of public service service work, um, that sales was actually in my blood. Um, my father was a salesman and that it was probably time as I approached my 40th birthday to do something that um, really probably came very naturally to me, but also where I could actually earn uh, an income that was probably more commensurate with how hard I was prepared to work. And um, so as I approached my 40th birthday, I decided to enroll in the real estate course, sales registration course, and um, landed my first listing um, just before starting on my first day. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow, you've got to be happy with that. Well done. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a wonderful transition for me into real estate. I love helping people. That's always been part of my background. And um, the other jobs that I did with um, a focus on research and giving high level um, advice to people was very valuable. Absolutely, because that is such an important part of our role is giving that high level advice, being that trusted advisor. Absolutely. So how long have you been in real estate? So I've just celebrated my ninth anniversary last oh, month. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it feels like forever, of course, but, um, yeah, it's been a good nine years. Yeah, it's been a long time. And you've had a lot of success in that space. There's been a lot of recognition, um, REB, Top 100, those kind of things. Can you talk to me about how long that success took for you to achieve? Yeah, um, I thank you for noting that. I did. Um, I worked very, very hard. Um, my principal, Richard Young, said to me very early on that um, success in real estate was a bit like getting an aircraft off the ground and so that you true. had to put so much energy to get to liftoff um, and then to get to cruising altitude. And so um, I very much took that to heart and had always been a hard worker 
but really went for war from the beginning, um, looking at everything as an opportunity to learn and to um, help people. And so probably my, uh, it was it was pretty exponential, but probably by um, with three, four years, three and a half years uh, under my belt, um, I ended up winning the RER um, Agent of the Year, which was a huge, um, yeah, it was probably maybe closer to four years, but it was, yeah, pretty intense getting to that sort of level. That's a fantastic recognition. For those of you that don't know, RER is the Real Estate Results Network that Michael Sheargold runs, and there's a really high calibre of agent in within that group. So well done you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was good. But uh, I guess the thing to say to people is it, it was sort of a decision, not that I would win that award because I was completely humbled to win the award, but I set really strong goals very early on. I enrolled my kids in private school, which I wasn't expecting to do. Um, and at that point, after six months in the industry, I enrolled them in private school. In fact, um, I went to a four and a half million dollar listing that I was confident I was going to get um, and went from there to the private school and enrolled them and then missed the listing. Oh, no. <laughs> and unfortunately, those people really missed out because they ended up having the bank repossess their property. But my children ended up with a private school education and I ended up with a very successful career. Yes, so, because you had bills you had to pay, right? There wasn't, yes. a, there was no no choice exactly. but to be successful. And yeah. so that was a real turning point for me because I decided that I was no longer just interested in real estate. I actually was a hundred percent committed because suddenly I had this big goal of those um, private school fees to pay, and that made all the difference to uh, my commitment to the job. Yeah, I love that. Um, interested versus committed. Mm, that's uh, a that's a really theory. important. It's yeah, a Tom Ferry yeah. thing. Are you interested or are you actually committed? Yeah, it's very, very important. And so you worked at that pace mm. for how long? Um, probably for about closer to probably five years. Um, I worked very, very hard. Probably the first four, four and a half were the hardest and the market was a little bit kinder to us in 2013, 14. Um, so as we approached that um, when I won the award, um, and then it, everything changed. Okay. Talk to me about what changed. <laughs> it changed for me because I had set this monetary goal um, of how much I needed to earn to pay for these school fees and, and sort of the lifestyle and some of the targets I wanted to achieve in terms of recognition and REB, making the REB top 100 was one of those. And then I sort of woke up and thought, what am I doing this for? And really, the impact on my children was quite significant. Um, you know, I wasn't there all the time. We did work very hard to um, be home for dinner and um, then go back out late after um, they they were sort of going to bed to do other appointments. But it, it, it getting to that level of success, you can't do it alone, and it does have an impact on other people. So what happened then was that I decided 
I actually wasn't going to be as focused on achieving those goals. And it was sort of a, it was a bit of a midlife crisis of sorts that I had ticked off the boxes that I wanted to tick off, but I was actually pretty lonely um, and not really feeling fulfilled. And that sense that fulfillment came from, from sort of winning, um, as it were, and then that realisation that, okay, I'd proved myself, but now I actually wanted to change what success looked like. And I'd always said to, I'd always said to myself in the early years, um, I used to walk around saying the universe is conspiring to make me a success, and, um, <laughs> which it did. But I think I was only thinking about that in terms of business. And at that moment of realization, I decided that I wanted to be a success in life. And that meant in the different roles in my life. And so at that point, I just decided that it wasn't as important to me to win a grandmaster at the Rewa Awards or to be in the top 100 or to have the highest GCI in, in the company, that really my focus was on becoming a better person and living a better life that was more in balance and that was focused instead on a, a lot more leadership and leadership both of myself prob probably is the first point, leadership of myself as a person and then helping my children and helping build a team around me of people whose success I guess I could also live vicariously through and take, um, take pleasure in seeing the success of others rather than just being focused on myself. How long did it take you to come to that? Was it a matter of, okay, I've won these awards and I thought actually that was going to make me happy, but it doesn't? Mm. Or did it just come over time? Um, it probably took a year. It was pretty, it was actually pretty um, clear in that moment once I had done that. Like I did have this alarm bell go off that just said, okay, enough. <laughs> and um, it was pretty clear, but it took, um, I guess, in terms of courageous conversations, it took a, a, probably a year for me to come to terms with it's okay. It's okay not to to want that anymore. Be number one, and, yeah. Yeah, and that that it's okay that the rest of the world goes on measuring success in that because I'm going to learn to be at peace with where I'm at and what works for me. And I think a lot of, in our industry, I think a lot of the measurement is about GCI, it's about rankings, it's about, you know, your sale price. And it's it's not about were you a good person? Did you do the right thing? Did you make the right decision? Did you help people make the, the decision that was in their best interest rather than your own? And I know that that's who I am and what I wanted to be. And so it was a, it was, I spent a lot of time doing personal development um, in the following years. I mean, I've always been interested in learning. And I guess in those first sort of four or five years, it was very much focused on learning to sell and, you know, list sell yeah. and negotiate. The actual skills. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then I did a lot of personal development. So what kind of things did you do that, that you found worked for you? Um, I've worked with a kinesiologist. Her name's Jen Cudmore, and she's amazing. Um, and I have referred her to other people, um, including, um, well, she, she met Sharon Shrivatsa. I'm not sure if you know who he is. Yeah, but 
um, and he holds her in very high regard. Um, I met her through Michael and Shergold, and um, he actually pointed me in that direction, in Jen's direction at that time of kind of crises when it happened and he said you know I know that you you love learning and he said you're sort of the last person I, I would think would need a coach but I could recommend this woman to you because she offers something different from what you get from everywhere else and um, I've had an amazing relationship with her and it's just um yeah, it's just allowed me to develop as a person where I'm very much at ease with who I am now. I mean, n- you know, nobody's perfect, but um, I'm not saying anything like that. But it's, but it's. I think life is about becoming at ease with who you are and doing your best and not being so self-critical and so, you know, judgmental, not just of others, but also of yourself. And um it's very liberating because it gives other people permission to do the same thing. Absolutely. And I think um, for me, that was probably the best thing about turning 50. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm way past that. I'm way past that number now. But um, the older I get, the more comfortable I am with who I am, my place in the world, what I've got to offer um, other people from a business and a personal perspective. So it's a real, it is a really nice place to get to. It is. And you say that I'm turning 50 later this year and that's exactly where I feel. Um, you know, it's, it's really about, you know, accepting who you are and also working to always be the best version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And so a couple of other things I'll just mention that were critical in that, and I've talked about it previously, but writing, doing a lot of journaling and also doing, um, gratitude journal um, that I did pretty much every day. I'd list 10 things at night that I was grateful for. What did that do? How did that make you feel? What What's the point? Because I know a lot of people are sort of roll their eyes about gratitude. Yeah. Um, so why was that? Why was it so important? Um, because I think that what you do when you start writing down, I guess one of the things is fear has no place on paper. And that's something that Sharon um, introduced me to uh, more recently, but it was something that I was already doing. And that when you start writing things down, it's about letting things out. But also by writing down um, things that I was grateful for, there are so many things that we take for absolute granted. Um, everything from the clean air that we breathe to having a beautiful place to sleep at night to the love and support of your family, even when it's difficult. <laughs> um, you know, it's not. And so even I would write down things like, um, you know, and for the ability to make decisions, like for to choose my own path, I can decide to be, um, you know, to go for gold or to go for something different, that it's actually within my power and teaching yourself that you're actually in control. And it's funny because one time I said to Jen, I wonder how the story will end. And she said, well, you write, you write the next chapter. Like, and you know, if it was a movie, you write the next scene. And so it just, I think, putting all that gratitude down and for financial stability and and for my health and the health of the people I love and for the opportunity to make a difference in the world and to make my own choices. I mean, even that in itself is, isn't, is something to be grateful for. So once you do that, what I found incredibly powerful was 
in on days that were particularly hard or I was in dark space to go back and look, you know, I had one of those 365 day journals from Kiki K and, um, you know, you look page after page, like every day there is so much to be grateful for. And that in itself is uplifting and helps you see that you're on the right path for you. And that path for you is about how you define success. And it doesn't really matter how other people feel about that so long as you're comfortable and you surround yourself with people who respect what success looks like to you and how you feel. Yeah, that's fantastic because you're absolutely right. I know I um, I got into gratitude, um, for want of a better description, when I was going also going through a really dif- difficult time when I'm thinking I don't really have anything to be thankful or appreciative for. And someone close to me said, actually, you know, you really need to wake up to yourself and realise what you do have to be grateful for. And so I did it every single morning. I just, it was what helped me get out of bed every morning was actually going, you know what, that you know, these, these are the things that I'm grateful for for and it's all the same things it's the people around you it's um it's the opportunity to do do work that you love work with people that you value all of those sorts of things so that's yeah that's fantastic i would even write down because obviously in real estate there are so many challenges and so many challenging people um and situations that i'd write down thank you for the challenges that i face today and i'm glad i've got another opportunity to try again tomorrow (laughs) and it would sort of make light of the fact of how hard it is um, sometimes and you could almost laugh at yourself as well um, along the way but it also is that opportunity to look what is the silver lining or to you know what what are the learnings from that challenge that can instead be a positive rather than something that sucks the life out of you. And that's the important thing, right? Because um, nobody goes through life with everything being good all the time. We've got to we've got to embrace the difficult times for what we learn from them. And it's not a failure unless we don't learn anything and continue to make the same mistakes over and over. Exactly, absolutely. And it's important also that um, rest be part of that. And I've just come back from a. Um, health retreat in Bali and yeah it was really valuable and um, one of the things that they talk about at this Ayurvedic retreat was about routine and it's something that keeps coming up in every single facet of our life whether it's the 5am club or um, you know at this health retreat it's all about routine and making putting yourself in a position where you can do great work and go hard but also have good rest time to rejuvenate. Yeah, it is It is really, really important. And you've got to know what um, that rejuvenation looks like for you. Absolutely. And it's different for, you know, it might be going surfing or it might be yoga or it might be walks in the wilderness. Exactly. And so um, tell me how um, now that you have um, better balance across all of the things that you're doing and you're not getting the accolades maybe that you were getting before, how's your ego handling that? Yeah, look, it's actually quite good. Um, I said to someone that the other day um, about it that, you know, it just it just doesn't um, – it's not something I'm striving for now. And they said that they'd had some great opportunities from some ranking results. And I thought, that's good because that works for them. But for me, it didn't make me feel jealous or envious. I thought, yeah, that's great because where they're at in their life, that's really important. And I want to stress that it's 
it's all about what's right for you at the time. For me, to get off the ground and to build my brand, that was really important to me. And that was what I was striving for. And it was important for my, in my marketplace to have that success. But my, I feel like my ego is a little bit more detached from that now. I, obviously, I still want to be successful, um, but the definition is is tweaked. And feeling happy is what, in, and healthy and fit and just happy for other people's success is now what probably brings me even greater happiness. Yeah, which is really, really nice, isn't it? I think it's important that everybody does have their own definition of success because it is not just about making money. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, um, you don't want to live with massive regrets. So, you know, money's great, but money's, money's an enabler. You've got to figure out what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're building a team around you now? Is that what you're doing? So I've actually, I've got a team around me and um, I'm really, I am quite focused on helping other people, other agents grow their businesses and um, the people who work with me. But also even with my clients, I, I wouldn't say I do coaching, but I, I do have a lot of um healthy conversations that help them as well um, in their own lives. And that's something that I'm really enjoying as well. It's also, you know, it's part of my business. And then I get referred to someone else and sort of, yeah, I sell their house and that's all part of it, but it's a little bit more holistic and I'm really enjoying that. Wow, that's a a whole new service in the real estate (laughs) space, that one, isn't it? It's just, um, I think, yeah, I think it's um, working with like-minded people and being able to share your experiences and help them get to where they want and real estate for them often selling their home we've got lots of people going through divorces or deaths you know and it's just about um it's very exciting um to be able to help people that being the case how do you how do you not get too involved with the people that are going through difficult times Ah, that's a good question. It's a fine line, right? Yeah, I don't get that involved, but I do. I talk about things like the gratitude journal or um, the five-minute journal, um, which I use in the mornings. I've had a client just um, get one of those. And What's the five-minute journal? Uh, it's a journal that you write in, well, that I write in every day. And it's funny, I just had one of my good friends, Zaley Reynolds, um, come visit and she had hers with her, which I thought was hilarious. There we are, the two of us sitting writing in our little journals. Um, but it's a journal that you uh, write three things that you're grateful for. So it's got a quote at the top. Um, and then every day, the date and a quote, you write the date in so you can start at any time. Three things that you're grateful for, um, your affirmation, three things that would make today great. Um, and those aren't like if I sell the house, it's, you know, it's, it's got to be, it's not, it's got to be things that are within your control. So um, it, it would be if I sold the house, but it's if I can create an effective negotiation because it's about what you can do because you can't guarantee the outcome. Um, and then at the end of the day, um, I don't really do as much the other part of the day and I'm just looking for the journal. I don't have it with me, but it's like three amazing things that happened today. Um, and so it's very useful. My team, some of my team use it and, um, yeah. And that just gets you focused on the actions that you need to take to have those amazing things happen during the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but why I say with that clients, it's more about creating, um, 
a space for them to to know it's okay to let go um, and to that you're respectful of that and that I know this is a really difficult time for you. And then, um, but when people, when it is getting to, it, do, it doesn't really get too intense um, because I think they just know that, you know, I'm there to support them. I might send them for a massage, um, those kind of things to also just help them through the journey. Um, but I'm really, I get a lot of value out of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, you and I talk a lot about books that we've read. We connect yeah. over Instagram with um, with our <laughs> book recommendations. Yeah, <laughs> and you gave me one yesterday, which I'm going to um, I'm going to find. Are there any? Um, what are the um, great books that you've read that you think um, other people should also? enjoy it's interesting because it was actually a book that got me going um in real estate which i had borrowed from um my principal which was called if you uh, it was by barbara corcoran who happens to be um one of the speakers by satellite at eric this year yeah and it's if you don't have big boobs put ribbons in your pigtails um so and this the subtitle was use what you've got and that was an amazing book and for anyone who's thinking about getting into real estate or even along the journey it's very funny she's one of 10 children and I think they lived in a two-bedroom house one with one room with five girls and five boys in the other and her parents slept on the couch but it was a very it was quite a happy place and um so that's a great great read it's a fun read um I've never even heard of it so I'll have to find that one it's fabulous um and then this probably the a couple of the other business books that I read at the beginning were um Napoleon Hills um, Think and Grow Rich. And that's where when I went to the private school to sign up the girls, that was the burning of the, the boats that I had made the decision I was committed. Um, and you don't need to read the whole book. And in fact, you can search online through Tom Ferry. I found that you can search online and watch some of the Napoleon Hill talks, which are fascinating because they're from around 1930. Um, so they're really good, very valuable. Um, and then John McGrath's You Inc. That was another brilliant book early in my career. Yeah, but more recently, and I love reading, and you know, we've both read the Michelle Obama book, which I absolutely loved. Um, but just this morning, I just finished reading Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, um, which is the story of Nike. And I found that um, a fabulous and fascinating read. And it took, a, it took a long time to build that business. We think of it, you know, that sense. And I think that's something for your listeners to remember that it does take time to build um, a, a business and, and to build a solid business and that he was teetering on the edge of the brink of failure and success at the same time for a long time, but they kept going. And he, he I know their tagline is just do it, but he, one of his other statements was don't stop, like just keep going. You have to just keep going. And I think in real estate, that is something. And in life, it's one of those things you just have to push through. Um, so that one, and I've just also read um, couple of, last week or the week before, um, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle. Oh, yes, that's the one I'm going Bernstein. to get. Yep. 
um, Zaley Reynolds gave me that book and I've just loved it. I've been quoting it to all sorts of my colleagues because um, I found it very useful in real estate. But again, it's, um, yeah, it's a really interesting read. Um, and the other one um, for leadership legacy, which is the story of the All Blacks, that's an absolutely brilliant one. Yeah, so I don't read as much as I want to, um, but this year I said that I would read one book a month. So uh, I've got, yeah. I've got a few to go. <laughs> have you um, have you read the Kiki K book? No, I haven't. Live um, your best life. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's that's one that I did see in your list that I need to read. And the Emma Isaacs business chicks. <gasps> yeah, um, winging it as well. Yeah, so yeah, there's so much to to love about learning. Um, it's really valuable. Absolutely. <laughs> well. Our time here is done, would you believe? That has just gone so fast. Um, I've really loved having the opportunity to have a chat about all of this. So thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Leanne. It's a real honour to be invited. So thank you. <laughs>